0: Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little, Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there.
1: And welcome to the I Never Knew podcast, also known as Inc. This show dives into the life experiences of people who have been through it all and have come through the other side stronger, better, and triumphant. Each story is raw, authentic, and at times heartbreaking. One thing joins it all together. The fact that the stories can help the listener learn and grow. Hosted by Life Coach Maureen, she sits down each episode with a new guest who will empower the listener to set out on their self-discovery journey and start to heal. Now you'll be joined by Maureen and her special guest. Please enjoy the show.
2: welcome to today's episode of I never knew but my dog did podcast. I am Maureen Scanlon or life coach Maureen, your hostess. And I was just talking to my beautiful guest offline. I'm saying this is the first podcast that I'm back to since moving from Arizona to Texas so, I was a little rusty I am a little rusty, but um, <clears throat> I'm so excited to have her here, and you guys all know, I say it all the time. I have the best best podcast guests in the entire world. And and anyone can debate me on that and I will win because just when she reached out to me, I it was a no brainer to me. This is something we need to talk about no matter where you stand on it. I think it has merit and I think there's proof. And I'm so excited. So today, Andrea Mihar, I hope I said that right. She is a certified cannabis coach and educator, and the founder and CEO of Reveal Cannabis, a cannabis education agency. Andrea holds a BA in psychology and Spanish. Ooh, ooh, la la, I love it. And a Bachelor of Education. She's passionate about using education to help others lead happier, healthier lives through cannabis, having personally experienced its life changing benefits. In addition to being the head science educator and program administrator at the Cannabis Coaching Institute, CCI, Andrea is the founder of the Park Hill Women's Cannabis Club and the Ultimate Cannabis Club Club Toolkit, plus she creates... Educational cannabis you. content for her podcast and YouTube channel. So, welcome, Miss Amber. You we
3: are so happy to hunt from Canada. Woo-hoo, thank you so much. I am very excited to be here. Happy to be your first guest back.
2: Yes! are so first guest here, I guess. Yes! Yeah. My, my first Texas guest. I love it. And uh, I'm, I'm high energy, so anything goes with this format. It's just wherever the conversation takes us, that's where we're going. And I'm so excited to talk to you about what's going on with you. So... Obviously, the podcast is I never knew, but my dog did. So we start off with our story and I call it the knee story or what what was that moment where you were brought to your knees and then this change happened and you discovered, hey, this is the purpose. this is what has to change. let's let's hear all about your
3: story. It's a great um, name for the story, the knee story. My name is the parting of the cloud story. So
2: <laughs> love
3: it. it. It started for me like um, way back in 2016. I was an elementary school teacher here in Ontario, Canada, and I was doing what I think so many moms my age were doing, which is trying to juggle all of the things that we have to do, you know, quote unquote, have to do in the air. So um, I was really invested in my job and wanted to be like the perfect best teacher. And of course I wanted to be the best mom and I was trying to be the best wife and the best neighbor and the best daughter and the best everything, you know, like I was doing that thing where I just—I thought this is what you did, you know, you juggled balls and then, you know, I don't know what happened. Um, and I experienced well, I drove myself to the hospital one night because I knew that I was having a heart attack. I was about 100 pounds overweight. I was taking, like, zero care of myself at all because I was taking care of all the other things that were in the air. Um, and I, you know, drove myself to the hospital. I was like, hey, uh, yo, he I'm heart attack. And they did all the tests. And they're like, actually, you're having, like, you're probably having a panic or an anxiety attack, which I had never had before. They took me off work, which, like kind of ruined me because I was really good at teaching and I wasn't so good at being a mom or all the other things it felt like at the time. Um, And that sent me into a deep depression. I didn't know people got depressed like this. I, you know, I heard people got depressed, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but I was suicidal. Like I couldn't get out of bed. It was like an effort to, to like open my eyes and talk to my children for five minutes in the morning before my husband, like got them off the school um and that terrified me because I like get better from things you know like you know I get sick I get better I break my arm it feels better um so I did all the things that you're supposed to do I talked to my doctor I went on medication I did meditation I read all the self-help books I went to therapy I went to group therapy I went to social work like I did all the things I needed to be back with my kids I needed to not have suicidal thoughts every day and I needed to go back to work you know like because I was off work couldn't get out of bed kind of thing um and none of those things worked you know none of them moved the needle at all and I'm just still like struggling on the daily and my mom which I think is hilarious now um I always say she gave me like a bag of weed but it's not true she gave me like a Big Tupperware container of weed and it was all like wrapped up in tape and like double bagged so it wouldn't smell. you know it was still illegal in Canada back then. Um, and she said like I think this might help. but I wouldn't touch it because I knew that moms who smoked weed were bad moms and I knew that it was a bad drug although I had like I had I had smoked weed when I was a kid and I loved it. I thought it was great. But in the intervening times, I had like developed all of these thoughts, specifically about moms who you know used drugs, um, being a teacher, right? Like I saw the dark side of this. Um, so I wouldn't touch it. And it took me like, I don't know, like six weeks or something. We finally watched a YouTube video on how to roll a joint, my husband and I. And then with my first puff of the joint, here comes my knees moment. The clouds parted for me, literally. And I was like... Oh my God. I remember who do I, who I, I remembered who I was inside. I laughed for the first time in months. I was like, Oh, I'm in here. What the hell? Like I couldn't remember how long it had been since I had been present. Um, probably turns out that it was all the way back to my first kid. Like I had probably been getting progressively more depressed since postpartum depression the first time. And it just went untreated. Um, and so that was life-changing for me. So that was my Coming to Jesus moment and realizing, like, holy crap, like I found something. I, I found something, you know, I finally found something, but I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out for weeks and months. And it cost me so much money. And I was uncomfortably high often or sleeping or not feeling better. You know, like I couldn't figure out how to make it work. It was like complicated. Um should I keep going? <laughs> like, oh, no, I I love
2: all of that. And, and you'll see me look away and, and I'm writing down because I always come back to what you're saying. First of all, yay, mom. Did you know that she partook? I okay. did, but it took me like, like
3: a while for us to like have the full conversation and for me to understand basically that she started smoking weed when I was a baby because she was like what the fuck is this noise sorry sorry but I I don't know if I can swear but she was like raising a baby is tough and then weed helped and I was like oh yeah okay I
2: love that and it's so funny how we sort of counter these things that I, this going back to, I have to be the good teacher, the good mom, the good daughter, the good wife, all of that, those expectations and perceptions that society and, you know, maybe our parents or whatever, say you have to be perfect in everything. You, you don't. And that's, that's number one as a life coach that I find is everyone is so darn hard on themselves. Cause they think there's this level of perfection they have to reach. So that was number one. Then second of all, when you said, Um, bad moms smoke high, right? They partake. And yet your mother is amazing and cared so much about you to say, Hey, let's do this. But you didn't put two and two together. They just didn't coincide until that cloud cleared, which I love. Um, And you know, when you know, I don't care what anybody says, you reach a point in your life when you try something different and you're like, Oh, this is it. This is the thing that I've been waiting for. And that is for you being months and and years. Here's what I found, especially because my mindset has, I've always been sort of positive or I've always been a problem solver at least. And I remember going into that depressive state when it affected my health. At 37 years old, I got cancer, cervical cancer, skin cancer. And I was walking with a cane, literally at 37 years old. The rheumatologist said, probably in 10 years, you'll be in a wheelchair. And and I remember thinking, they never mentioned depression, but I was in a horrible toxic relationship. And I remember people saying, I think you're depressed. And I was in bed by six o'clock at night, every night, but in my mind, I wasn't depressed. And when I heard your story, that's what I heard. You didn't like, you're doing self-help or doing everything. I'm, I'm not, my brain wouldn't recognize Maybe I'm depressed because I'm not a depressed person. Isn't that funny how we do that? I love that you said that. And it probably started so much earlier, but our conscious didn't say, I'm this thing. I'm anxious. I have panic attacks. I'm depressed. But physically, your body just kept manifesting it, right?
3: Yeah. I wasn't paying any attention to my body at all because I was so focused on all these out, outer outside things that needed to be accomplished. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we we distract from who we are, and I love that you said. Then I went back to who I really am. Oh yeah. So where's
3: drastic?
2: I, I, I sounds sound like, like it because of everything. Then you just did you just shift everything career wise and your whole life shift for you? Would you do after that? Yeah.
3: So like not immediately, but very soon after figuring out how to make cannabis work for me, so that I could go back to work. It was also extremely influential in helping me, like, um, I, I, at that time created, or, um, yeah, like, created a really excellent cannabis and meditation practice, which was new for me, um, and allowed me to, like, just, like, process stuff and realize that I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live. So um, I trained to become a cannabis coach in in hopes of helping other moms like me who were, like, I don't know how to use cannabis and I cannot be high around my kid and I need to go back to work, but I also cannot live with this depression, all that thing. So I trained to be a cannabis coach and then walked away from teaching for the most part. Um, And now I run my own cannabis education agency and I teach other cannabis coaches and educators how to do this workout in the world so that we can have like a sea change so that people can start to see this plant for the potential medicine that it might offer them and I'm not here to like promote that everybody use cannabis all the time or anything like that. There's loads of downsides, but there's loads of upsides too. And I don't think we know about them.
2: Yeah, I I agree a million percent. And I'll always say this, the, the effectiveness of people that help others that have been there is, you know, a million fold because you can't really help others unless you've been there. And that's why I love this podcast and also my own life coaching I stay in the lane of what I had been through, and I love that you've been there, and you can teach and say, we have to figure out a way to manage it and do it well, and here's how we teach our coaches, so tell us what it looks like if someone comes to you for a plan of how do you have cannabis work well for them in their lives? What does that look like?
3: That's the coolest thing. I think about this particular program that I'm talking about right now, which is through the cannabis coaching Institute. Um, the program that I went through was life-changing. It was part of, that was the reason I developed a cannabis and meditation practice. That was the reason why I started to pay more attention to like what I was tolerating and you know, how I wanted to live my life. So when people go to a cannabis coach, who's trained by us, they have, Um, they go through like an eight week process that helps people understand not only how to use cannabis as a medicine, because that's a whole process itself. And it takes for some people, several weeks to land at the right dose and the right product. Um, and so having support for all those eight weeks is amazing, But the real trick here is that we use many coaching techniques. Our program founder is a trained um, coach. And so we're integrating other things into people's lifestyle, like making sure you're paying attention to your sleep and your nutrition. And are you moving your body? And are you drinking some water? And are you meditating? Um, Like in the guise of cannabis, you know, people come for the cannabis, but we're able to infuse all these other things into their life or into their thought process that also benefit the endocannabinoid system and help them feel better anyway. So it's like this really beautiful marriage of cannabis education and support and hand holding and guidance, but also coaching techniques like I'm sure you do with your clients that actually help them move the needle on the lifestyle that they want to actually live. So it's beautiful.
2: I love that. I love all of it. And and it's that whole health. It's that mind, body and spirit. You know, we can't just focus on one area. We can't just take cannabis and be like, okay, it's going to be fabulous. No, we got to work on that mind, that spirit, that meditation, the where are you going? What does your future look like? What do you want for yourself? Are you taking care of you? Where's your self care? And Um, I'm a firm believer in my own coaching. Um, it's gotta be whole body. I always encourage physical exercise. We need outlets. We've got to release things. We need alone time, couple time, family time. You know, you have to, life is hard to balance all this stuff. And when you find a recipe like you guys have at CCI, I think it's fabulous. Now we talked offline about how it helps for certain, um, maybe diagnoses for mental health. My son in particular, um, has ADHD. And when he was 16, well, he started on Vyvanse for ADHD at seven. And I do regret that now, but what did I know? I didn't know anything. And then when he was, I think 15 is when he started smoking cannabis and I was a little worried and then I got educated on it. And We went to his pediatrician and he had on socks that had a marijuana leaf on it. And his pediatrician said, are you smoking marijuana? And he said, yeah. She said, and I love her for this to this day. I'm just so, so pleased that she was so encouraging. She said, does it help you? He said, absolutely. She said, if I could write you a prescription right now, I would. And, you know, it wasn't legal for doctors to write those prescriptions and still isn't. And she said, go get your card. And from that point on, my son learned, he educated himself about the types of things that help him, um, to help him sleep, the things to help him focus. And so I believed that taking him off the ADHD medication or, you know, and I'm not saying if we need medication to help us, I I believe in it, but my own personal view is we don't need long-term chemical dependence when I think there are other holistic options. What do you think of that?
3: I'm with you. I, there's lots of people who are like plants over pills and I'm plants and pills. Like do do what you need to do. And I speak from experience because I have just recently, again, tried to come off of my antidepressants because I've been taking them this whole time. Like since the the episode, basically, I've been taking antidepressants and I have tried to come off them I'm probably, this is probably my fifth time and I don't do well. So I'm so grateful that I have yeah. antidepressants and cannabis because that, that combination <coughs> allows me to have these conversations and to hang out with my kids and enjoy my life. But, um, I'm so grateful for, you know, quote unquote, Western medicine for lots of things.
2: Yes. And I love that you said that because I think our listeners can appreciate we have to find a cocktail that works for us. And if it's something that works for you, keep doing it. And then when it doesn't work any longer, you find something else. It's kind of like anything else, any other medication for any other health issues. um, Antibiotics, we get immune to antibiotics. So I think it's kind of just the way that our the evolution of our bodies getting used to certain things. Um, I know you probably, and I know listeners, you start off on a medication and then it's not working and then you up the dosage and then you up the dose. It's, it's that kind of, I, our bodies just get too used to it and we've got to mix it up, I think just kind of like life. Um, so I love, love all those things, um, that you're doing. This is just, um, so tell me. Tell me um, where well let's let's go into some of the uh, the programs that you're doing and also um, tell me how how do we how do we send our listeners to the the very first you know where do they go to find a cannabis coach or hey how about so this is something for me we talked about offline I'm allergic to unfortunately, my kids have been like, well, you really need to smoke. I'm like, I know, but I can't. I mean, I, I get sick. I get sick, nauseous, sick. Um, but CBD works. So are there other options besides the cannabis? And when we go to the dispensaries in the States that they're legal, what, what do we do? What do we ask? And, and what's like your first suggestion for step one?
3: Yeah. Such a good question. And this is why when I hear stories about like, me figuring out this on my own, your son figuring it out on his own, my grandma, you know, for example, figuring it on her own. We don't ask people to do this with other medication. Oh, there's 57 different kinds and nobody can agree on what they're called or what they do for you. So have adder, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's terrible. This is why cannabis coaches and educators exist to bridge this gap because it's so frustrating for people, but yes. Absolutely. I do like if we have time, I want to talk more about if you're actually allergic to cannabis or not, because I have questions about that. But if if THC, which is the the compound in cannabis that makes you feel elevated or high, it also helps with pain and sleep and nausea and inflammation, depression, depression. Um, when you take too much THC, then you can feel also like paranoid and sick and like all the bad things, but that's dose dependent. But if you're trying to avoid that completely, and lots of people are for various reasons, the other main compound that cannabis produces is CBD. And it's known to be extremely well tolerated, extremely non-toxic. Most people can handle like a decent dose of CBD without too many worries, although there are some drug interactions. So you do have to be careful if you're on like a big, well, if you're on some pharmaceuticals, you do have to be careful. The cool thing for you guys in the States, although I wonder about Texas specifically, because your cannabis laws are so interesting, is that because of the hemp bill that passed about five years ago, well, actually five years ago, um, you have access to all these like weird other things happening in the cannabis plant, like Delta-8-THC, gross, stay away. HHC, terrible for you, stay away. But you guys have CBG, which is also completely non-intoxicating and is showing great benefit um, anecdotally in circles and even in studies on things like gut Um gut issues, uh, mood, et cetera. So you're so lucky in the States because you have access because of this hemp bill to a whole bunch of things that even us here in Canada don't have that easy of access to. So
2: I love that. Thank you for those that, that information, because, um, I'm intrigued by the CBG because that sounds like it's right up my alley, especially being menopausal, um, all kinds of weird things happen to your body in menopause <laughs> that you have no clue. And I'm on hormone replacement and all this terrible stuff. I don't want to be on, but, um, it just changes and you can't help it. So I really love that. And I don't really know the laws in Texas yet. I've only been here for three weeks, but, um, I know that it's not legal, um, um, recreationally yet, but I do believe they do have your card in and, and the dispensaries. Um, they are a little more,
3: for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and again like i'm not a lawyer and you'll find out in texas but in almost every state except for maybe like idaho or utah something is going on there um you can get cbd and cbg and um, yeah, if you're looking for something new, cause you've tried CBD and it didn't really work for you. CBG is like the cannabinoid to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's natural. All of those other ones I was mentioning before are made synthetically in the lab and be- they're being passed off to the consumer as natural and they're oh, so gross.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay. I I'm intrigued and I'm going to tell you a quick CBD story. Okay. So I have a history of endometriosis and I have had it since, you know, before I had my kids, my, my kids, after my kids, I've had, um, the laparoscopy surgeries, which is terrible. As soon as they open you up, you're, you're contributing to more scar tissue. Um, and I think endometriosis is a, a, I think it's terrible. And I think it's an epidemic among women that we do not talk about enough. Here's what I found out. I had, I, I did not know this. And actually a um, technician that was a radiology technician doing an ultrasound one time said that um, those cells actually attach to different places in your body. And I thought, oh, I thought it was just in the uterus or the female parts. Now, endometrial cells travel throughout your body. She said someone had come in and they had endometriosis in their eye. There's wow. end- endometriosis on their skin. I, in particular, this is a common one. I had endometriosis on my colon. And so I think this happened after gallbladder surgery, but here's the, here's the kicker. Nothing worked. And the only way they can discover endometriosis is by opening you up. And, and if you, I've been on groups for endometriosis and they'll say I'm on my, my eighth surgery, my ninth surgery, and they keep getting it, keep getting it because the endometrial cells attached to scar tissue. So the more, the more surgery, the more scar tissue, I said, I'm absolutely not going to have another surgery. And I started a CBD regimen and guess what? It was cured. Oh It went away. In fact, so much so I told my OBGYN, I said, please, please tell your women with endometriosis, don't jump into surgery. Tell them to try CBD first. And I, it has never come back. that I mean, that is, that is amazing. And you were taking CBD oil. Yep. Taking
3: that the- is fantastic. It always gives me shivers. I get to hear stories like this, not, not your specific story. I've never heard this. This is beautiful. I love these, but I get to hear like, life-changing cannabis stories over and over like it's part of my job right i get to talk to people about it <laughs> and it never almost never doesn't give me shivers you know like because i'm always like oh this is just a beautiful plant yeah
2: yeah. Sure. yeah unbelievable that that was that was it and we can find these solutions but and without being on a on a political platform pharmacies or pharmaceutical companies and and all the people that make money in the healthcare industry and I was in the healthcare industry for 27 28 years um they Impossible
3: just, cuz we're both knowing that you're in your 30s okay go ahead
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah In in mine, you know, mainly, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, they're only fixing the problem. They are not finding a solution. You know, it's just a continuous cycle of let's throw this at it. Let's throw this at it. And I think finding the CBD and doing that instead of going right to surgery, which they tell you to, um, I, I'm the biggest advocate for that. And the fact that I am allergic to THC, so Tell me, am I really allergic to THC? What is it that I, why I think my son told me he thinks I'm allergic to it as well.
3: Can you tell me what you're doing and what happens when you do it?
2: So I've tried every different type. So I've done edibles. I've, um, done flower. I've, uh, I haven't done the concentrated cause I was too scared. Cause obviously, um, and, and it doesn't matter how little or how much I take. It instantaneously gives me dry heaves, like, like major nausea, dry heaving, um, vomiting, and headache. And I just... Oh, I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just from like one puff or, you know, um edibles we have to be careful with because... Of course. It doesn't... Quite kick in right away, and then yeah. I I did take more um, when I had some issues recovering from something. That was that was the worst reaction ever. But I can say this: I did um, buy the gummies, and the guy at the dispensary said you need only a teeny tiny little bit. And I tried a teeny tiny little bit. I mean, we're talking probably one twenty fifth of the gummy, okay. and it actually. Did okay for me. It wasn't um, I didn't have the same reaction, but it was a very, very small amount. Do you think I'm allergic? Or is it just
3: first of all, hallelujah to the bed tender? Because that's not always people's experience where a bed tender knows to tell people to start with a stupidly small amount of especially an edible. Second, yeah, something is definitely going on with you. That's not a story I hear very often again. Um, often when people are saying that they're allergic to cannabis, they're actually allergic to the cannabis. Do you know, like I'm allergic, I myself am allergic to cannabis when I like cut it and like play around with it. I'll get itchy skin and stuff like that. But some people sneeze and they have like, you know, wow. like a hay fever reaction to it. So most of the time they're talking about that. I don't, I wouldn't say that you're allergic. I bet you're really, really, really sensitive to THC, which some people are. And then they take, for example, you know, Uh, it's, it's often that I'll hear people say like, Oh, I started with a 10 milligram edible or a 50 milligram edible. And I would advise you to start with a one milligram edible, but I would also advise you to start with one puff and even one puff sent you over. So it's possible that for you, like THC is just a no-go and that's fine. There's like the cannabis plant produces that we know of around 150 different, compounds, cannabinoids, THC, CBD are the two most common ones, CBG we just talked about. So cool that actually within those three, even if you just buy THC, CBD, and CBG flour, if you make those into like a tea that you drink, or you just grind them up and put them on top of your spaghetti as part of the seasoning or something, you're also getting THCA, which has a bunch of really cool Properties, um, pain, inflammation, etc. Not intoxicating though. Doesn't make you feel. I bet it wouldn't make you feel sick. CBDa, the medical community right now is like really freaking out about um, for things like um, again, pain, inflammation, and these two in particular, CBDa and THCa, are more bioavailable. So you can use a really, really, really tiny amount and get a really good reaction. Um, and they're not intoxicating, and same with CBG. So you have like six different cannabinoids you can play around with, just with the regular flower that most Americans can purchase. So um, wow. try try again with your one twenty-fifth of a gummy or the equivalent of that, and maybe try it with your CBD because we. We believe, although there's like competing literature right now, that CBD helps to like offset some of the THC side effects, like feeling really sick or paranoid. Um, and so see if that helps. That would be what I would say to you. I don't think you're allergic. I think it's a THC thing. Again, I'm not a doctor at all. This is just like going from what I, yeah. I would think in my experience.
2: Oh, I love it. No, but I would trust you more than a doctor. No offense to my <laughs> medical doctors out there. But I mean, this is your field of expertise. You've done the studies and you teach others to do it. So I completely um, would trust your um, your judgment on that. And I did try CBD flower and my son laughed at me because I actually got a little bit of a high off of it. So I must be super duper. Super Deeply sensitive. Because most
3: C B D flour, even in the States, can have a tiny, 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 tiny little bit of THC in it. So like if that little bit with C B D flour is making you feel
2: sick, like stay away.
3: It's not your cannabinoid. There's other <laughs> medicines out there in that same
2: plant. Oh That's God. Hilarious. I'm such an amateur. I'm such a I, I'm like kindergartner of uh, Being able to take in cannabis, but so
3: um, my business partner, if I could just tell you a quick story, her name's Corinne Tobias. She founded the Cannabis Coaching Institute. I went through her class. Then I started bothering her. I was like, I need more science in the curriculum. Like, let's go. And then eventually now I, I work there also. I just met her for the first time. We've been working together for five years. I just went down to Mexico to meet with her and like see her for the first time and we're notorious because she, watch, she watches me on staff meetings and like while I'm working and I'll smoke a whole joint and then like go to work and do my day. I also have ADHD. It's super helpful like putting me in my like space of so my zone. And she can like smoke nothing. Like she can smoke like hardly anything. And she, when she was down there, she had like one or two puffs of somebody else's joint. And she was like, giggly high and the munchies for hours. (laughs) And I I didn't even like really want to try the joint because I was like, unless I smoke the whole thing, I'm not going to feel better. So like dosing is really really individual and you're an outlier there too like you got your own thing going on (laughs)
2: oh my gosh I love that okay I'm not alone thank goodness I (laughs) I am not alone I love that story Um, yeah it's so important that that dosing is is key so Tell us what you have going on. Tell us how you're sharing your message. Tell us about, you know, any books, any websites, anything that can help our listeners find you if they want to start this journey, where do they find you?
3: Absolutely. I'll start with what we're doing at the Cannabis Coaching Institute, because that's where I spend like most of my work professional life. We are on a mission over there to educate the world, basically about cannabis um, and we're doing that by training cannabis coaches who work one-on-one with people to have that relationship like you do with your clients. We also though train cannabis educators and we just we're like literally putting the polishing step or the polishing like finishes on this program that we've upgraded. We've trained about 500 people right now. And we are like, we always just integrate all the things that they need and want and stuff. So we have this like mega awesome <laughs> educator program that we're releasing right now. So People come out of that program and they feel confident to be able to go and talk to other people about cannabis um, because they have a really robust cannabis science curriculum. But then we teach them how to take that like passion and excitement and like desire to help people and reach way more people. Corinne runs an extremely successful cannabis, um, healthy cooking with cannabis blog, I run a successful cannabis YouTube channel. We have our own podcast. It's our goal to have our students kind of like show up and take over the internet with the truth about this plant. And then we also pair in other things that we've done, such as I run that Park Hill Women's Cannabis Club here in my town. So we meet monthly and talk about cannabis and have a great time. And it's so lovely. And I have packaged that so that other people actually all around the world right now are running community cannabis clubs that I've like showed them how to run, which is lovely. They can also run online workshops. We teach them how to do retreats. Um, We give them like a full website so that they're up and running so that they don't run into the tech issues, etc. And that's um, endlessly exciting for me to think about all the people that we've already trained who are out there making like little drops in the pond. And now we're um, enrolling this brand new cohort, and they're going to have the tools and the skills and the ability and the confidence to make bigger drops in the pond, you know, like the tidal wave can't be stopped. So um, that's the thing I'm most excited about right now is just seeing the impact of that program go forward.
2: How fun! I I love that. We we have a new wave of I think of these alternative things that we're I think we're ready. I think humanity is like we've done this for so long. We need something new, and yet this has been around you know forever. But I think politic wise are we're finally you know being heard and saying we don't want to do things the way we've done it forever so what's your name of your podcast
3: our podcast is called the wake and bake podcast and we focus on the science and the stories about cannabis and we've been able to interview like some heavy hitters in the cannabis nerd field (laughs) you know like you know like our famous people so it's been wonderful to be able to learn from the experts
2: Oh, I love that so much! All right, and then where do they go to find you when they want to learn more about this? How do they? If you, hey, listeners, if you want to be a cannabis coach, you know, take down this information and get a hold of her. It sounds like you know this is a movement, and I think if you guys get in now, it's the ripple, like she said. I mean, this is this is huge, and I think it's amazing. Um, you know, and and. Canada, our neighbor, you know, we need to, we need to work hand in hand. Let's spread this all across the world. So what's your website where we could go check you out?
3: The funny thing is, is that actually I'm Canadian, the Cannabis Coaching Institute, which is cannabiscoachinginstitute.com head over there. Um, is run out of Colorado. Corinne is from the States. So people always think that it's a Canadian thing and that we're doing this all up here. In fact, the vast majority of our students are in the States in places like Texas and Utah and Idaho places where it's not yet legal because it is not illegal to talk about this plant and to teach about this plan and to care about this plant and to just, you know spread the word. So I love yeah, your you passion. Can- You're so yeah. cute.
2: If, if <laughs> listeners, I know you can only hear her but if you could see her you could just see her joy and her passion and that this is completely a million percent her purpose and I love I love that you know we can't do something in life if we're not passionate about it and I can see that this has just been a life changing thing for you professionally personally so um I love 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 your joy that that emanates from you so it's is it cci.com no we
3: wish yeah oh. that would be so much easier to type in <laughs> 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 com. that's where you'll find the programs that we run over there and then me my own personal education business with my um YouTube channel and my blog, et cetera, and where you can book time with me personally is revealcannabis.com. And you can, yeah, get a hold of me in either place.
2: Yeah, let's do the revealcannabis.com. That's shorter to write and to yeah. type in. <laughs> and yeah, I know, <laughs> plus, we're here to drive yeah. business to you. So you'll get everybody where they need to be. Um, I just, I adore you. I am so happy we got to have this conversation. I learned so much. Can't wait to research CBG. I'm super, super, super excited about that. So as I end every podcast, I always do sort of a fun little segment called Take My Money. Mm. And what it is, is I want to know what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen (laughs) for sale bought or you know you want to buy and i'll give you an example of the one i found today okay So today i found on etsy something called mystery oddity vials and uh-huh. they were pretty affordable they were about 13 to 18 dollars each and they had specimens of skin and bones and teeth and, an- oh, oh, and animal. Oh. Uh-huh. And, animals uh-huh. and organs and bugs and eyeballs. And I, I mean, thought, listeners, y'all would just think that was the coolest thing and run out there and buy <laughs> I'm being my
3: affiliate
2: link now <laughs> because I think it's disgusting. Although I like seeing weird museums that have that stuff, but I just don't want it in my house. But, um, so yeah, there's my take my money for the day. So what you got what what came to mind when I said what is the weirdest thing you've bought or you've seen for sale? How could I top that? Like there's
3: no way to top what you just said. I was thinking like I have this glass head that I have up on my bookshelf and it's literally just a glass head. And sometimes I put hats on it and I decorate it and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty weird. No,
2: it was nowhere near as
3: weird as yours.
2: (laughs) It didn't have to be, I have to like be extra because that's just who I am. Do have to say this listeners, behind my lovely Andrea, she has a picture that I'm in love with and it is a frog and he's sort of coming in from the side he kind of reminds me of the gecko he might even be a gecko no he's a frog he's a frog so he he's got his big orange eyes and then he has like the coolest like square glasses on and this picture I'm just in love with because that's kind of weird like people would think that was weird and that fit right in with take my money what made you buy that painting
3: loved it from the very like walked in i'm not an art person at all actually this never happened to me walked in and i was like oh i need to have that for some reason it was over my bed for a long time and i just moved into my like professional office um not too long ago after redoing it and it's like i have pictures everywhere that you can't see but yeah i love that thing so much
2: (laughs) you literally could have just been like this marine this is the weirdest thing i (laughs) bought he's got sort of a half frown on but like he's he's super serious and and he should be because he's got these really cool studious glasses on and uh yeah, oh, yeah I just I love him and I love that he's coming in from the side mm-hmm. of the painting it's not like someone just you know uh, painted a picture of a frog with glasses on he's like coming at you like yeah I can see that, why that spoke to you it's speaking to me too so yeah. that was wonderful see it, <laughs> and and your glasses. Your glass head, too, on top of that, it, that just sounds amazing. You could do all kinds of stuff with that head, depending on your mood. So I I just love it. I love you, and I am just so thrilled you were on today, and I'm so grateful for this time that you gave to myself and to the listeners. Um, so I am just so thankful that I met you today, Miss Andrea
3: me too it has been an absolute blast this is what i mean we get to do this for a living you know like that's the greatest job so i appreciate having the time to chat with you
2: i love it and that is exactly my theme Is i always say what do i get to do today it's a get to and i came from corporate world where it was all i had to do and So, I feel blessed every day to get to meet someone from Canada I would never cross paths with and talk about something I'm passionate about. So, uh, thank you so much, listeners. That'll do it for today's episode. You know where to find me at lifecoachmaureen.com. And don't forget my books. My dog is more enlightened than I am. And my dog is my relationship coach. And I am working on book three now that I'm settled, moved into Texas. And I have four chapters so far of book three. It's going to be fun. I'm not revealing the title yet. And then don't forget my dog is everything My dog is everything.net. Sorry, my doggy boutique for all of your holistic treats for your dogs. They have hemp in them, by the way. We have. I make doggy treats with CBD because they helped my doggy with arthritis too. Yeah, see, there we go. Dogs and so um, don't forget to go to that, guys. And that'll wrap it up for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to Andrea as much as I have. Do not forget to go to her website, which is revealcannabis.com. Any comments? Anything you want to? If you want to get a hold of Andrea through me. That'd be great. Give us those five-star reviews on the podcast. Reach out. Anyone who wants to be a guest, feel free to contact me. And I love you all. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And have a fabulous week. And we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the I Never Knew podcast. If you found today's episode inspiring and educational, please be sure to follow, subscribe, and spread the word. The more people that join the Inc. community, the more it can develop and influence others as we work together for a healthier and brighter future. Until next time.